0: What's up, guys? Huda, everybody. Welcome to another awesome episode of the Huda Dish Podcast. As always, I'm Tyler Raymond, and we are here bringing you guys awesome content, awesome Saints headlines, and everything New Orleans Saints writes to you guys.
1: Happy Memorial Day, everybody. Thank you for tuning in to a brand new episode. It's going to be another fun one. Uh, I'm your other host, Dayton Brown. This is the 13th episode of the second season here of the Huda Dish Podcast. We're plugging away. Uh, we're going to hit 100 in no time. Uh, is gonna be another quickie episode, off season still a little bit slow, but we do have a lot of, uh, rule changes to talk about, and some, uh, polls decided by you guys on our Twitter page, so, um, keep listening, cause we're, we're gonna get to that in a minute. First, we're gonna jump into articles of the week, of course, we are via hoodatdish.com, uh, part of Fan Sided covering the Saints 24-7, so be sure to go to hoodatdish.com, also follow them on Twitter, at Dish. um, Roy Anderson has been putting out, he, uh, the editor at the site has been putting out great articles surrounding the positions of the Saints, which is what we're also going to be talking about today, summarizing uh, the players, how strong the core is for each of the positions, and he's covered just about all of them, uh, so be sure to go to whodatdish.com, I also have a recent article out talking about the Saints, um, fifth, they were they have by, by a, a prestigious radio host, uh, you'll have to find out who it is if you read the article, ranked them fifth in the NFC, not, not in the NFL, and the NFC, uh, and uh, I had some words about that. So, Go be sure to check that out. Yeah, it is lame, Tyler. Um, <laughs> first off, though, Tyler, how you been, man?
0: I'm always great, man. How about you? How have you been?
1: I'm doing great. Nice weather over here, uh, but like I always say, I want football to come here. We're still like two months away, I guess a month and a half away from training camp, and, and that even seems like a long ways away, so uh, I'm anxious. Yeah.
0: It feels like honestly a year and a half to be honest. Uh, speaking of training camp, though, we've actually got a lot of news, and this is going to segue perfectly into our first uh, article, um, <laughs> first a topic. But before we get into that, uh, I just want to quickly mention some stuff that uh, talks about some training camp. You know, uh, some good stuff from training camp. So, uh, you know, we mentioned it, it's coming around the corner. But uh, in the meantime, here's some good stuff to keep you guys updated, keep you guys you know, uh, in the news when it comes the, to all things New Orleans Saints. For the
1: Saints practicing, right?
0: Yeah, for their practicing. Because unfortunately, a uh, train camp hasn't happened just yet officially. So with everything going on, uh, I actually found a great article. Uh, the first time we recorded this podcast, we had a bunch of tweets, but this is a little more organized for you guys. So uh, the great uh, article by Nick Underhill over at TheAdvocate.com. He actually posted an article going through everything, you know, uh, with all the latest news, all the good stuff. So let's get right into it. So as far as attendance goes, Ty and Ben Watson, uh, offensive lineman Andrews Pete, and running back Mark Ingram, and wide receiver Brandon Coleman were not present, and Cameron Jordan just appeared to have a day off. This was uh, back last Thursday, guys, so just uh, keep your heads up there. Uh, Other things that happened, let's see. Uh, big things, uh, Cameron Moore uh, was selected to be a, a corner of the draft. He originally played safety. He's doing very well. Uh, he had an interception against quarterback JT Barrett not too long ago. Other players that were flashing, uh, backup defensive lineman Mitchell Lowen. Uh, he had a strong offseason and is having a strong offseason right now. Unfortunately, he didn't play much the last couple seasons due to injury. Other things that's been going on, Taysom Hill has been really impressing. Uh, surprisingly, you know, uh, one of our polls that we're actually going to get into with everything with the offseason, a lot of different uh, position battles is actually who's going to be this uh, second-string quarterback. You know, we've got J.T. Barrett, Taysom Hill, Tom Savage, and uh, Taysom Hill has actually been taking snaps at the second-string QB position. So look forward to that, guys. Other ones here, we've got people who have been. Let's see here. Going through the entire article right now. As far as punt team, I know sometimes that could get a bit iffy when it comes to the Saints. We had Alvin Kamara, Tommy Lee Lewis, Ted Ginn, and Boston Scott, our new running back, filling punts. It uh, looks like some uh, different players are uh, taking different positions. Another one being Dan Arnold, originally a wide receiver, he, uh, sort of small name guy, is taking work at tight end now. Uh, Patrick Robinson is looking, you know, uh, former Saint who we brought back is looking to be. You know, uh, kicking things off right, you know, back with his former team. He actually picked off Drew Brees downfield, and he's back in his number 21 jersey. So uh, good things there from him, and some good things, some bad things. Uh, Other interesting news around the league, around the Saints, is um, David Oniamata, the starting defensive uh, lineman for the Saints, actually got into a bit of a, uh, uh, let's see, uh, a bit of a fight, you know. Yeah, a bit of a, you know, a, a scrimmage, uh, you know, spr- I don't know how you want to word it, but a, an altercation, yeah, a little yeah, a little scuffle for, at practice. A scuffle, that was the word I was trying to think of uh, with some offense linemen. So nothing big there, you know, just something we're reporting on. Um, and Marcus Davenport looked pretty good, too. He, you know, the Saints first round pick. He's been getting a lot of pressures lately, you know, so all good things, you know, uh, apparently from Nick Underhill, and we just wanted to report on it from the Saints, so.
1: Yeah. That's awesome. What? It's uh good to hear about Taysom Hill getting those uh second team snaps, but I do feel like when when the season comes around, Tom Savage is still going to be the second string guy. But it'd be great if Taysom Hill made strides. Uh, he's got the mobility, he's got the size. Hopefully he has the arm strength and and the accuracy to, you know, be a be somewhat of a productive option for the Saints moving ahead. But uh agreed. Uh, also Marcus Davenport obviously getting uh, uh some praise, Cameron Moore. Yep as well i'm I'm excited to see how he, he might even step up in training camp and be a key key role in that secondary for the saints you never know with the guy like that
0: yeah mm-hmm.
1: and of course punt return i think i think that's something that's always overlooked for the saints i would love it if, if alvin kamara was a little bit better at returning but or at least for punt returns he's, he's a great kickoff return guy but punt returns we just need to get a little bit better um Kamara's a little bit too big and the saints kind of do want to conserve him for being in, and, and, and the first plays on the down. So sometimes punt returners, uh, don't get that luxury. So it'll be interesting. Tommy mm-hmm. Lee Lewis just doesn't cut it. Sometimes Ted Ginn is a veteran at it getting up there, but, uh, Boston Scott wild card right there. He might make be some noise. He might, anything stand out to you?
0: Um, yeah. Uh, hopefully having a, uh, running back for once, you know, uh, Tommy Lee Lewis, he was just a guy who, just a guy who, you know, um, just feel the punch you know etc but having a guy who can actually make an impact not only in special teams but on the roster especially with ingram being out that's that's what's saying out to me and there are other articles out there too actually about Taysom hill one being about our quarterback coach apparently loving him and what he's been able to do not only in the pocket but out of the field so him stepping up and uh being the second string qb or at least taking snaps for now i really like that and um yeah, I'm curious to see uh who pissed off David Onimana. They never really oh, man. um they hopefully never it. really released who did, but hopefully that what... leaks. Yeah, yeah, right? Some juicy info there, but those are things for me. And Davenport of course. Yeah. I like that. Yes. Seeing the number one D E, you know, for us.
1: Hopefully hopefully Davenport uh-huh. uh just explodes onto the scene. Uh speaking of position battles though, like last go. year, yeah. our, our our very first episode actually, I went back and looked. We talked about position battles uh, in the Saints training camp. Of course, that was in 2017. This is 2018. So uh, through the last few days on our Twitter account, which you can follow us on Twitter at the WDD Podcast, we ran a whole bunch of position battle polls. Uh, we covered quarterback, running back, defensive tackle, wide receiver, and the cornerback positions. Uh, and we asked for your thoughts as well of if you guys had any differing opinions than what we provided in the polls. And uh, thank you to everybody who ended up voting. I'm going to pull up the results right now. Uh, We did a little thread on Twitter, so thank you if you voted. Thank you if you you replied to us. I'll read the replies as well. Um, So the very first poll uh, was, to me, the most interesting. Uh, Which wide receiver will win the battle for the Saints' third option? Of course, you have Michael Thomas and Ted Ginn Jr. on the outside, so it seems coming into training camp um, with 29 votes and winning with 52% of those votes. Cam Meredith uh, is your guys' vote to be the third option for the Saints. Traquan Smith. 38% and uh, uh, Brandon Coleman got 10% of those votes. Um, Mm -hmm. The second one, uh, I'll just read the tweet. Drew Brees is obviously a lock at one and it looks like Tom Savage will be backing him up. Who do you think will be QB three when the regular season kicks off? Three options. Taysom Hill, JT Barrett or other 11 people voted 55% of the people or six people said Taysom Hill. Five people said JT Barrett. So pretty close there Um, with Mark Ingram being out for the first four games. Someone will need to provide backup and support for the Saints' offense behind Alvin Kamara. This is poll number uh, three. Who should that be and hence also become New Orleans' third running back? Your options were Boston Scott, Trey Edmonds, Daniel Lasko, or other. Uh, And somebody replied to this as well. Let me read their reply first. Uh, somebody said, I think it will be Edmonds because he is the closest that we actually have to Mark Ingram. I think the only other ground and pound on this roster as of right now. I don't think he will just come and take all of those touches, but he should get some and maybe increase Kamara a little more on the ground. Uh, before I read the results, do you agree with that, Tyler? Do you think, do you think Trey Edmonds' size will benefit? It, 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 do, do you think in training camp he can make a name for himself for his size to kind of fit that role?
0: Yeah, uh, but I, I don't know. Like I, I like Edmonds a lot, but I, I'm not opposed to seeing the other run, running backs uh, compete. You know, and right. we're still an offense that can still have a running back by committee for the first four games. You know, right. so yeah. But uh, let's. What about you, though?
1: Um, what are your thoughts on that? I know. Yeah, I, I mean, Trey Edmonds knows the offense better than any of these other running backs as well behind true. Ingram and Very Kamara. True. So he does kind of have an upper hand there, but. Um, I do agree with the size part. I think that his size would would be um, important going forward, and he's shown that he can score. T- he scored a touchdown against the Bills last year. I mean, uh, about everybody I was there did, for that. Yep. and Tyler was, of course at the game. About everybody scored a touchdown in that game, including Edmonds. So you know, he shows that he that he can uh, put on the motors, and also we've seen him ground and pound inside. But um, the options were, of course, Boston Scott, Trey Edmonds. Oh yeah, I read off. So with the forty seven percent of the votes, nineteen <laughs> people voted on this one. Boston Scott. Is your guys' choice to be the uh, third running back? Trey Edmonds got 42% of the votes, and Other got 11%. Uh, They didn't reply. I'm guessing that was probably just, like, one or two votes saying Other. Um, Mm. And for the fourth poll, uh, the front four seems to be locked up for the Saints except for one spot. Who starts on the defensive line next to Sheldon Rankins? Four options. Tyler Davidson, David Onyemata, Jay Bromley, who's from Syracuse. Shout out, Tyler. Or Other. Uh, with fifty percent of the votes or six votes, because 12, 12 people voted, Tyler Davison actually won that. Uh, David Onyamata was second, of course, forty two percent, and Jay Bromley did get one vote. But I was a little bit surprised by there. Tyler Davison, I, I was thinking Onyamata would have won that. Um, and uh, this one is probably the most. This is the most interesting one to me. Uh, and, and Tyler kind of uh, uh, yelled at me before our first recording of this because of this poll. Uh, does Ken Crawley have his number two cornerback position locked by the time training camp is over? Three options, yes. Second option would be no. Patrick Robinson takes it. Third would be no. PJ William takes it. Somebody did reply to this. Um, uh, Jbrad20 is his at. Oh, by the way, sorry, I forgot to let you guys know who was the at for the other one. Uh, it was... Michael J. Carr Jr. was his username Mm. on Twitter. Uh, And this was coming, uh, and then this current one right here. Let me go back to it real quick. Very good. And, oh, yeah, J. Brad 20, he said, probably going to be in the slot, uh, or uh, P. Rob going to be in the slot, saying Patrick Robinson probably going to be in the slot. I replied saying, that's the plan for sure, but if he ends up performing extremely well in camp, he could snatch that starting outside role from Crawley. Uh, and then uh, Goku White Three replied, uh, "Nah, Crawley better than Patrick Robinson, which <laughs> of course is an opinion. But uh, I thought that was interesting. But uh, before I read the results, what did you first of all? What did you think of of the poll? Uh, uh, you, you can be as honest as you want. Uh, okay. But, and what do you think of um, uh, uh, Jay Bride's comments about that about Patrick <laughs> Robinson?
0: Okay. Here, here is a comment. You know, we probably. Got- Hate me for this. Oh, well, if Patrick Robinson steals Ken Crawley's spot, who plays sl- uh, who plays uh, the slot like the slot corner? Nobody. But the Saints get torched every time. Patrick Robinson was like the best slot corner. And like, I think like he was like top three this year. Obviously, you know, the Saints had issues last year with the slot. So like if you're if you're having issues with math, you can't do your math homework. You, you bring in a math tutor. That's what the Saints just did, you know? And they're not going to plug him in to play science. No, he's a math tutor, you know? But I mean, that's the best I could think of at the at the short notice. Well, but, um, I couldn't think of a better poll. It, it was an all right poll. You know, I mean, like... I'm just glad the Saints have good corners all around. That's all that matters. You know?
1: Well, I think a majority of people agreed with you. 79% of the people said yes. Crawley will have the number two cornerback position locked up. Uh, 15% of people did say Patrick Robinson will take it. 6%, which I think was one vote, said P.J. Williams will take it. 34 people <laughs> voted. Yes, yeah, P.J. Williams. Uh, been on the team for a long time now, too. I'm I'm very impressed by that. Uh, I saw up,
0: though.
1: Yeah, true. But um, the final poll. Final, final poll that we were in. Uh, the linebacker core for the Saints looks to be extremely strong and full of depth. Very true. Barring injuries, it will be hard to decide the starting three. Who you got? Uh, and you had four options. A, Anzalone, Davis, uh, Craig Roberson. B, Craig Roberson, Manti Teo, A.J. Klein. C, um, Anzalone, DeMario Davis, new signing, A.J. Klein. Uh, and then the fourth was other. Uh, Other got 4%. 25 people voted on this. Uh, The winner of this poll, 52% of the votes, Anzalone, Davis, and Klein, which to me, those are our three most talented players. Alexander Zalone, of course, had that shoulder injury last year. Other than that, he was playing fantastic uh, for his rookie season. If if he's rehabbed well and returns at 100%, he's only going to be going up from there. So I'm really excited with that. And, um, DeMario Davis, of course, uh, was tied for the league lead and, uh, tackles last year. So putting him in the middle would be impressive and AJ Klein, very important signing for us. I, I feel like he's going to be a better fit second year with the team as well, learning the new playbook coming over from the Panthers. So, uh, I thought that that was awesome. 32% was Anzalone Davis and Craig Robertson. Uh, and then the, uh, with 12% was Craig Robertson, Manti Teo, AJ Klein. Um, overall, Tyler, what'd you think of these polls? Oh, by the way, um... Sam Jur three on Twitter replied why y'all starting Klein over uh, Craig Robertson I'm pretty sure he's referring to everybody who voted because he, he replied after that had won so uh, maybe right. Craig uh, it might be Craig Robertson I mean AJ Klein doesn't belong as like a, a strong sideline backer but if he's you know uh, if we go BPA at that position I might be Klein if if tomorrow Davis starts in the middle overall what what'd you think of that poll the results and any of the other ones any, anything stick out to you
0: I love our linebackers now. Me too. Um, I, I love how our defense is uh, coming along. I love that. Um, I'm surprised with the wide receiver thing, you know, because look at the impact uh, flashback so long ago when Michael Thomas first came. Look at the impact he made his rookie year, you know, and what if Trey Kwon Smith had that kind of impact? I think if Trey Kwon Smith has that kind of impact, it, like with every single touch you give him, regardless of where he's sitting on the wide receiver Chart, you know, as far as depth goes, if you like, if he impresses every single snap, there's no reason why he can't be the third, our third, num- third guy, you know. But yeah, we'll have to see. But I, I liked all the polls. It's funny when we we're like, oh, we we should make polls. I was like, oh, I should make them, but I couldn't think of any. So you yeah. you you got it, man. You. You hit the nail on the head, so. That's all right. You I, go.
1: I appreciate it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, it was a lot of fun to make them, so I'm, I'm actually glad I ended up doing them, because I we had should a do lot of fun again. with them. Yeah, we and we will soon in the future, again. can follow us on Twitter, at the WDD podcast, so you can vote on any more polls in the future, and, uh, stay up to date with it with everything that we got going on also be sure to head on over to spreaker if you're not already listening to us through that app this that is our new platform spreaker.com we are no longer at blog talk radio uh download the spreaker app on google play store and the um uh, app store so, um, yeah, iTunes. And and iTunes, of course. You, you, you can listen to us through iTunes. Um, but let's go into the second and final topic. The position battles were a lot of fun. Definitely going to do it again in the future. But some major rule changes came in from the NFL. The competitions committee uh, changed a few aspects. It started with player safety as they cracked down on lowering the helmet. Uh, now kickoffs have changed in multiple ways And as of a few days ago, the rules surrounding how teams handle the National Anthem before games have been altered. So let me uh, uh, read off these rules. For the new helmet rule, players cannot use the crown of their helmets in any fashion now on either side of the ball. It will result in a 15-yard penalty and could result in an ejection if officials deem the hit to be too egregious. Uh, For kickoffs, players kicking off no longer have a 5-yard running start. Instead, they begin 1-yard behind the placement of the football uh, wedge blocking has now been outlawed for the return team and touchbacks will be called quicker to prevent collisions. Uh, it, it pretty much is going to be caught as soon as it touches the turf or a player's hand instead of them waiting to kneel. Uh, this is similar how they do it in college. Also the way players have to line up when they are kicking off. Two have to be out between the um, outside hash and the sideline. Two others have mm-hmm. to be in between the numbers and the hash marks and then one guy has to be, or I guess one guy on each side would have to be closer to the kickers. For the National Anthem, which, of course, has been the most controversial rule change, players can choose whether or not to come out onto the field, or it's more so teams, but uh, I think the NFL wants to stress individual players. Uh, the NFL is asking players who want to protest to stay in the locker room and for those on the field for the anthem to stand. If a player kneels or protests in any way on the field during the National Anthem, it will be a 15-yard penalty. Tyler, a lot, lot to take in, a lot of... Lot of essentially major changes uh to some of these rules in the nfl of course earlier this year we had the new i guess redefined catch rule that will hopefully make it better so a lot of things changing but as far as these three rule changes or these specific areas what did you think of the changes do any of them actually help the game anything too controversial to you what do you think overall
0: oh man uh so much stuff to talk about i want to make sure i cover it all okay so first you mentioned Uh, you know, the new safety with the kickoff rule, everything. Okay, some of that's good, some of that's bad. I think that's really good. It's almost, in a sense, it's almost like, I'm trying to think of a good word to describe it. It's almost like they're protecting it too much, but I'm glad they are, you know, for the helmet rule, simply because, you know, look at all the players with CTE now, look at Aaron Hernandez, you know, look at all of that. That's too big of a spectrum there. I feel like them doing this, you know, where players, Bolt down the field, you know, just to make that huge tackle on special teams. I think it helps a bit, you know, and uh, Sure the running start. I think that uh, Hinders it a bit. I think everything uh, you mentioned there it hinders it a bit, but I think the main thing to take away from that is you You're helping the players in a sense with the safety because football after all you're getting paid But it's so much. I would not say it's violence. It's so intense. It's so physical you know, and I, I think that helps. You know, I think that's a good sense. Now, the can of worms. And, of course, I, I, we're probably going to mention it either way. Donald Trump is just shaking that can so much, too, with everything he's been saying on Twitter. That man needs to have his Twitter banned. But, um, okay, <laughs> with everything there, it, it all started with Colin Kaepernick and Eric, Eric Reed, who still who don't even have jobs uh, to this day. And I actually just read something breaking on Twitter that... Uh, I think it has to do with like the NFLPA mm-hmm. and how they weren't uh, involved with this entire process. You know, the players' association, the association that represents the players, the players. This is all surrounding for taking these actions. They didn't even, they didn't even uh, ask them for. Have a say in it, yeah. Yeah, they didn't even have a say in it. That's the crazy part. But uh, I'm losing my train of thought here. I think it's crazy what the NFL has done. I, I find it funny how. So many owners agreed to it, but yet you have more players who are still publicly speaking uh, on Twitter about this. You have owners now who are coming up against it. So although they agreed to it, they have owners who are—I wouldn't say backlashing—but they have owners who are like, you know, coming against this. The Jets owner said that he would personally pay every fine if there were if there is to be a fine for a specific Jets player, he would pay that. I the reason why I know this. Demario Davis, even uh, I follow him on Twitter. You guys should too. He's awesome. Um, Really outspoken, just like Ben Watson. Um, uh, He, I think he like quoted the tweet and said something like, "This is awesome." You know, he was in favor of him paying for people, for players who are going against uh, these new rules, even after they've been made. And I think it's crazy now that the rights are being taken away. You know, you look at. Uh, players who, sure, it's a na- national anthem. But you look at players who are symbolically kneeling for, you know, black injustice, you know, racial uh, equality, all those things that should be discussed about and wouldn't otherwise be mentioned if it weren't for these uh, players kneeling. You know, I think it's just crazy how it feels like you've got uh, a gif of a guy falling down the stairs on repeat that's what this feels like it just keeps on getting worse and worse and worse you know and i'm curious to see now how many teams sit in the locker room how many people still kneel and look at even what the saints did last year you know I, I, the funny part is they did it at the bills game and people booed them but um they if, if i remember this correctly they kneel before anything yeah. to do with the anthem and they were still getting booed. And I'm curious to see with that Tuna, you know, actually, uh, now that I mention it, will that have any uh, implications if you kneel before the anthem? Or maybe any if you kneel on the field, I think that's going to get you in trouble. I think it's crazy right now how all this is, like, stumbled out of control. You know? And Yeah. It's, it's just crazy. You know, what a world we live in, right? As right. I say sarcastically. but.
1: Yeah, it's crazy. I want
0: to. I want to know what you think, though. It, what do you think about all of this, man? It just it's seemed crazy. like
1: it had all been put on the back burner until the NFL made these rule changes. Uh, it seemed like they were afraid of Donald Trump and what he would say about, uh, you know, the NFL not doing anything uh, to prevent players from. "Quote unquote," disrespecting the anthem and the flag. And they're which, not. they exa- no, exactly that. Uh,
0: awareness uh, to their issues.
1: Exactly, and 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 the fact that you know lowering a knee twelve inches to the ground while a song is played and a flag waves in the air, and the fact that you're going to try to stop people from doing that, even though they're trying to bring awareness to something, uh, it's just ridiculous. It seems like you yeah. are predicting that over the lives and the issues that actually matter. Um and uh, the the worst part about it, and, and to get back to my Donald Trump point, uh he also said that it was uh he said it on Twitter, he said it in a press conference in an interview, he said uh the new changes by the NFL uh were, were not good in his opinion. He did not like them because he just feels like everybody should stand for the flag. Uh not only that everybody uh, uh should stand for flag, everybody needs to stand for the flag, uh, I, I believe were his actual words. So um just a very no. um dictatorship type language to use there. Um of course, most of you listening um, will have your own opinions on this. We'd love um, to hear them, and some by of the you way. will disagree. Yeah, we we would love to hear it, but uh, unless you're standing at home or you know watching these games and standing up during the anthem, or every time you hear it play, you're standing up. I really don't want to hear you complain about other people uh, kneeling during the anthem because uh, that's just a load of BS. Because I. Uh, People are just very hypocritical when it comes to that topic, and it's only highlighted yeah. because uh, Donald Trump said something about it to, to me. That, that, that's what's you going on it here. He made it ten times worse. And I think the worst part about this is uh, so many people want to separate politics from football. On the field, I do as well. I think that players should be activists uh, for politics, but when it comes to on the field stuff, um, like when, when the games are actually in sync, leave the political stuff out of it. Um uh, and that, and we'll even like pregame, game. pre pregame political stuff is fine with me. Like I'm fine with kneeling during during the anthem and, and, and the, uh, in front of the flag. But, um, like like when when stuff is actually going on, uh, on the field, you're right. Politics and sports do need to be separated. But a lot of people think that overall, sports athletes should not be involved in politics. So now the NFL is punishing players on the field for stuff they did not during the game, before the game, that has nothing to do with what is actually going on, what's actually being played on the yeah, football field. They're getting penalized 15 yards. Granted, they're getting fined as well on top of that, so the NFL can just make money off of protest and donate it right back to themselves instead of issues that actually matter. So uh, it's very frustrating to see these rule changes. Again, I thought it was on the back burner. I thought um, the NFL was maybe going to find ways to let players express themselves change rules around somehow to let uh, be more player friendly like the NBA is. There's a reason the NBA uh, and, and and the players have not had an issue with kneeling during the anthem. It's because the NBA has many other outlets over the NFL and they have so much more freedom than any NFL players to go out mm-hmm. and uh, uh, speak their rights and their causes. And that's why you see so many more activists in the NBA than the NFL, because it's all about the shield. And that's what they just proved with this uh, a rule change. So, Good job, NFL. You just totally made everybody on both sides mad. Uh, and you just them even more stupid. And, them. yes, you played yourselves. Getting back to the other um, – eh, this is a more positive note now. Getting back to the other rule changes. I actually do kind of like these rule changes. The helmet rule. We saw it last year with Ryan Chazier. That would have technically been a penalty on Chazier. Good. That is a type of play you do not need to be doing. You cannot lower your head like that. That's some of the first yeah. things they teach you. Take those hits with the face mask. That's what it's there for. Look
0: what happened to them, too. Exactly.
1: And and that's why penalizing it more would have pre- – maybe they, somehow if these rules would have been changed earlier, could have prevented that. So I'm glad they're getting to it now, changing that. Um, I think it's going to be very controversial though because refs will be throwing a lot of flags at a lot of plays we are accustomed to seeing. But uh, I do think overall, it'll be a little, a little bit better for, for, for player safety right off the bat, and then it hopefully only exponentially better from there. But there are still a lot of steps the NFL needs to take uh, to stop a lot of the CTE and concussion protocols um, for, for, sure. the, for the kickoffs. I actually, I, I, I was watching a guy break this down on YouTube. I, I don't remember what the channel was, but it seems like. Implementing these new rules, of course, there is now a uh, what I forgot to mention. There is a ten-yard no-touch zone, pretty much uh, like ten yards after the ball is is kicked when it's kicked off in the air. Uh, there's no blocking within those ten yards. So if a ball is kicked shorter, it's going to be a lot more likely a, a player is going to be able to take it to the house. So NFL teams are really going to be focusing on getting that touchback. The touchbacks will be called quicker for for less injuries. The wedge blocking um, can be uh, a big issue i feel like it wasn't a big enough issue to actually ban it i felt like they were very effective in kickoffs but the nfl feels that two guys uh uh, teaming up and blocking just wasn't right in that um i guess high speed type impact uh so that's gone that's probably the only part i really disagree with but uh the new alignment is fine Uh, i do wish players kind of had a running more of a running start five yards is fine to me the one yard is uh, i guess it's understandable though overall um so i think overall i like these rules other than that stupid anthem one um so yeah, i guess i agree i don't know i guess two out of three isn't too bad but <laughs> that, that that one miss was a pretty big miss so um yeah but yeah I, th- I think uh i think that's all we got for you guys today again if you have your opinions on any of this please let us know um at the wdd podcast is our is our twitter handle so let us know what you think uh, i'm gonna send it off to tyler for the signups thank yeah. you guys so much for listening today
0: yeah, thank you guys for listening. Uh, thanks, man, for sending to me. You know, um, yeah, thanks guys. You know, we'll be uh, sending this everywhere. So of course, you know, if you have anything you want to tell us, good or bad, you agree, disagree, we want to hear it. We love communicating with you guys. Speaking speaking of communicating, here's where you can do it. So Twitter, like we mentioned at the WDD podcast, you can follow Dayton Brown, the other good guy on the mic. Follow him on Twitter at Dayton underscore Brown underscore. You can follow myself at Raymond Tyler M. Check us out on the internet. Let's see here. Who That Dish itself, the amazing uh, website this podcast stems from. Check that out, who dot com. You can follow them on Facebook, too. Just search for that dish. As far as this podcast goes, you can find us on Spreaker now instead of blog talk radio. In case you guys forgot, you can follow us on I- iTunes and YouTube, too. So thank you guys so much. We appreciate the love and support, you know.
1: Yes, absolutely. We'll be back with a new episode in just a few days for you guys. Brand new stuff to talk about. Hopefully, a lot. um, And we will be throwing up some more polls on Twitter, so be sure to follow us. Again, thank you for tuning in. For Tyler Raymond, I'm Dayton Brown. We'll talk to you guys soon. And as always,
0: Huda. Huda.